Good evening, everyone. Welcome to more conversations with the Morehouse Andrew Young Center. My name is Christopher Britton. I am a senior chemistry major from Austell, Georgia. And today I am pleased and honored to join Dr. David A. Thomas in our podcast episode, Future of the House. Dr. David A. Thomas serves as the 12th president of Morehouse College and made history as the first president in 50 years who did not attend Morehouse, but had hopes in attending here. However, Dr. Thomas attended Yale University for undergrad at Yale, President Thomas was the president of the Black Student Alliance and earned his BA in Administrative Sciences. After undergrad, he earned, he earned his MA degree in Organizational Sciences from Columbia University and his MS in Philosophy and Organizational Behavior from Yale University and a PhD in Organizational Behavior in 1986. Prior to his presidency at Morehouse College, Dr. Thomas led a capital campaign that raised more than $130 million in five years at Georgetown University School of Business. Also, Dr. Thomas is a former professor of business administration at Harvard Business School and a former dean of George Washington at Georgetown University School of Business. Dr. Thomas is an active member of several boards, including the directors of the DTE Energy and American Red Cross and the Posse Foundation. He has received a number of accolades and a recipient of the, of the Washington Business Journals in 2014. Now presenting to you, Dr. David A. Thomas. How you doing, President Thomas? How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to yeah. go ahead and get into the conversation. Um, my first question to you is just kind of break the ice um, and just get us a good flow of conversation. Um, how does it feel being the first president of Morehouse College to be in this situation in a pandemic? And how do you plan on preserving the culture of Morehouse, knowing that a lot of our on-campus activities, you know, we have the gala, we have uh, the Founders Week, we have abundance of so many things that really produce the marketing of the college. Um, and you just speak on that for me. Well, it's a, it's a, it, it, it's, it's a very interesting question. And so I actually did some historical research. Hmm. And I take heart in the fact that I am the second president to lead Morehouse during a global pandemic. Um, in the pandemic of the Spanish flu, which I think was around uh, 1918, uh, John Hope, the first African-American president of Morehouse College, actually led the college through that pandemic. So uh, I am not the first. And uh, given that we're here now, uh, over a hundred years later, I am uh, optimistic that, uh, you know, um, through reading about him um, and other support that I have, we will secure the future of Morehouse through this pandemic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So the second, the second president exactly. in the First in the 21st century, however, but the I, second. I, I am the first in the 21st century. <laughs> yes, sir. That is right. Yes, sir. Um, what you you know the, what you finalized in saying that you were going to uh, protect the future of Morehouse. That just kind of goes into my next question. Um, what have been the steps um, that the college has taken? If there's been any that has been made it well equipped and suitable for either next semester reopening or maybe fall of 2021. Yeah. Uh, um, few things that we've that we've done uh, for our current students. Uh, we made a decision in the fall uh, for the fall 
that we would be totally remote uh, after making a decision that we were going to bring students back. And what we've been trying to do is put student safety first. Uh, we're now planning that we'll come back in a lower density, meaning we'll have about 70% fewer students in our residential housing than we usually have. Um, it will be composed of first year students and a select group of upper class uh, men, uh, preference probably for seniors uh, because it's their last opportunity to be here um, uh, at Morehouse before they graduate. Um, and we know that uh, uh, our freshmen are very much influenced by the models they see in the upperclassmen when they arrive here uh, on campus. Uh, we've also engaged uh, with our colleagues in the other schools of the AUC Center uh, in terms of developing uh, some protocols and regimes that we think will uh, help us to keep a safe campus. So for example, all students who reside on campus will be tested uh, at least three times a week. Uh, we've also set aside one of our dormitories for students who need to be quarantined or isolated, um, either because they've tested positive and we don't wanna put them on a plane and send them home, uh, or because social, social tracing has shown that they've been exposed to someone who was positive. And uh, we'll also operate our classes with about 25% being, being in person on campus, and then many faculty will continue to offer their courses virtually. Um, and what we're gonna try to do is um, create communal spaces where, for example, let's say a faculty member is off, you know, is teaching their class online. And uh, it's a course in mathematics. Well, we may open up a room in say Nabrit where students can socially distance, we're all taking the same class. The faculty member is online, but students have the option of being in a common space. And what we believe is one of the um, powers of the Morehouse experience is that a lot of what happens is after the class, and the brothers start to talk to each other about what they've heard, right? Uh, that the professor doesn't script, you know, uh, and they're teaching each other. So we wanna find ways <clears throat> to keep that community, you know, gelling and forming. Uh, and that's, uh, that's what we're doing. Um, to, you know, to also respond to the COVID, we're also doing some things for students that we're trying to recruit to Morehouse to enter in the fall. And so, for example, we know that um, in a number of communities, the ACT and SAT have actually been canceled. So we've moved to make ACT and SAT tests optional for admission in the fall. And we've developed 
an alternative rubric for assessing students' readiness to come to Morehouse, where we're focusing on rigor of the curriculum, what we know about the school that a student is coming from. So for example, uh, you know, some schools have great grade inflation. So, and we've had hundreds of students apply from that school to Morehouse. So that may be a school where A is very different than an A that or a C from another school where the average grade point average is a 3.0 versus some schools where the average grade point average that we get from our applicants is a 4.0. Uh, and we try to balance those out. And then looking at other elements more closely of a student's transcript that really connect to the values of Morehouse, like demonstrated leadership as a high school student. Um, co-curricular activities that align with our values around service. Um, so that's what we're trying to do to accommodate this virus. And at the end of the day, I think many of those things will actually make us uh, a better institution when we come out of the virus. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you're you're just answering my question. That was my next question for you in terms of the SAT and ACT, and that and that, and I feel as if that is an amazing decision. Um, knowing that we're we're in a position that we've never been in. Um, and not a, a lot of incoming students that you know are in hopes of coming to the college. Um, are placed in this pandemic situation right now that they're worried about. How will I get into the college? Um, I know. Um, this is just something personal with you, Dr. Thomas. I know I met you. I don't know if I was the first student that you ever met on the college, but my freshman year, I actually met you in front of Graves Hall um, with one of my other fellow uh, Morehouse brothers. And I have the, the pictures on the website too. And it's pretty it's pretty cool uh, just now that we're here in this conversation. Um, but thank you for definitely answering that question. Um, my next question goes into the faculty of the college. Um, I've done a little bit of research um, here and there. And, and one thing that I found was, according to the Chronicle of Higher Education, nearly 337,000 workers in higher education are unemployed now. Um, so how does the college plan to ensure the jobs of many staff members um, aren't lost? Um, and those jobs could be custodians or different staff, staff members, um, cafeteria members, things of that nature. How do we ensure that those jobs aren't lost? Okay. Well, you know, if there's, if there's one thing that keeps me up at night, um, it is that question because, um, you know, there is a reality to running an institution like Morehouse, which is, um, if we don't keep our financial house in order, there will be no house to come to. And that house is kept in order by the generation of revenues that help us or that allow us to cover our expenses. And currently for Morehouse, those, uh, the sources of those revenues are two. Um, tuition and fees that we collect from our students and uh, philanthropy that comes from fundraising. And uh, if we don't cover the expenses associated with running the college, 
then we'll go the way of quite frankly, um, if you read, you know, kind of the educational rags, uh, something uh, on the several hundred liberal arts colleges have gone out of business just in the last five years and COVID has made that accelerate. So, um, you know, one hard thing that I had to do at the start of the COVID, uh, what I call the COVID moment, because I don't think it's gonna last forever, but in this moment was, uh, I had to make the decision to furlough, uh, you know, a, a significant number of our employees because their jobs were totally dependent on students being on campus. So right now they would essentially have no work and the college could not afford to keep them on our payroll because we didn't get any of the, um, what they call PPP, CARES Relief Act money that was designed to help organizations keep their employees while they weathered the COVID storm. That said, um, we've been able to bring back more than half of those individuals now in preparation for the coming semester. We also repurposed a number of their jobs. So they're doing different work than they were doing before, but work that's needed now that we're in this COVID moment. And hopefully with our plans to bring students back in February, uh, many more of those individuals will be offered employment. In the meantime, I think what we've done is um, secure our ability to make sure that we can keep more of our employees employed uh, than if we hadn't taken those steps and found ourselves now in a financial position uh, where we were having to go to short-term borrowing to essentially keep the doors of the college open. But it's a very, I mean, you know, when you ask me that question, you really ask me the question that, that, that hits me right here uh, because uh, many of those individuals that we had to furlough had been at Morehouse for more than a decade and people don't work at Morehouse for the money. They work at Morehouse because they love the mission and um, they love the unique thing that we do in the world. Uh, and quite frankly, um, they love you guys. You know, they can feel and touch the difference they're making in the world every day when they see you guys walking the streets, uh, doing what you do, uh, and excelling the way you excel. Uh, I really felt that, Dr. Thomas. I really felt that. Uh, my next question kind of leads into the, the past class of Morehouse and then the future class of Morehouse. Um, I know class of 2020, um, it was a lot of, you know, conversation of where well, we're going to get a commencement in the May. Um, well, if we don't do it, then are we going to have it in the fall? Um, what comes together in that decision to make it now virtual in the fall for class of 20? And what does that look like for the class of 21 for next yeah, year? Yeah. So, um, you know, let's let's just start with 
Um, if, 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 if you were to ask me, what's the major label you would put on your experience of managing the last eight months of the college, uh, the label would be uncertainty. So we had planned that uh, our class of 2020 would have an in-person uh, graduation ceremony in December. We were very optimistic that um, the state would have this virus under control at, or if not the nation, at a level that um, we could go to Forbes Arena and uh, have a socially distanced graduation in person, right? You can imagine the vision, you know, all the students down on the floor, socially distanced, uh, everybody with, you know, a certain allowed number of guests up in the rafters. It's 6,000, you know, there's 6,000 capacity for 6,000 people there. Morehouse usually gets 5,000 at a graduation. We thought if we cut that number in half and, and then we wind up where we are. Um, and uh, from a safety standpoint, we don't think we can risk uh, having an in-person event. And that's thinking about not just the graduates, but their parents, their grandparents, our faculty, our staff, uh, for one single event, right? So that's why we've moved that that's gonna be virtual. So we're gonna have a virtual graduation in the fall. The uh, difficult part of it, it and you know, um, I've been affiliated with several, what I think you can genuinely call great institutions of higher education. And, um, you know, I have five degrees, so I've seen a lot of graduations. I've never been to any place where graduation means more than Morehouse College. And it's not because it means more to the graduates, but it means more to their families. Uh, I remember bumping into someone here in Atlanta when I was the you know uh, very newest president who said to me, well, I'll see you at graduation. I said, oh, do you have, a, do you have somebody graduating from graduation? This was a you know, more elderly gentleman. He said, no. I go to Morehouse's graduation every year just to be inspired, All right? So if that's what it means for somebody who didn't go to Morehouse, they're just in the community and says, where is there a place that shows me the best of what is happening for my community, All right? I mean, Morehouse graduation for some folks is like Easter Sunday. I go once a year. 
right? And then we know what it means for parents, right? And um, so that's difficult, but we've, we've made that difficult decision that it will be virtual. I think what we will also do is give, we're still planning <clears throat> that the 2021 graduation, we're hoping we will be able to be outside on the Morehouse Century Campus um, as we've been uh, for you know the last two decades. Um, and graduates of the class of 2020 will be able to come and march if they would like with the class of 2021. Um, and so, you know, we may actually have the biggest march in the history of uh, Morehouse College, because, uh, you know, if they all came, you know, we'd, we'd, we'd have close to uh, uh, eight or 900 uh, Morehouse men and men of Morehouse walking the stage that, that day but uh, we will figure out how to manage that. Maybe it means I won't give a speech. <laughs> yes, sir. That sounds yeah. So we have more time to call names. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That sounds beautiful. The biggest march and Morehouse history that I, I, I felt. I seen the vision. I see it. I see it. Um, and this, this is my last and final question for you, Dr. Thomas. Um, just to kind of wrap it up for people that who are going to tune into this, um, what do you say to the parents and the students right now and your vision for the for Morehouse and post-pandemic and when we get back into the swings of things and things of that nature, what do you say right now is your vision for the college, um, for all the parents and students and just people that are part of the Morehouse community that are listening to you today? You know, my, my vision for Morehouse uh, is um, pretty simple. Um, and uh, I can break it down into uh, three statements. Um, Morehouse will be undeniably recognized as the premier liberal arts institution, attracting, developing and educating black men and other men who share our vision and our values and who want to lead lives of leadership and service. Morehouse will be the national and global voice for matters pertaining to the education and development of men of color and most specifically black men. And Morehouse will be a thriving institution, financially health, healthy, innovating, and attracting the best talent to come work here. Uh, and uh, Morehouse will also be serving the world through offering programs, leveraging um, online learning and uh, leveraging the uh, intellectual capital of our faculty and research staff. That's it.
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That sounds great. Uh, Dr. Thomas, I really thank you and appreciate you for joining the Andrew Young Center today. And we wish you the best. And hey, Morehouse, we're here. All thank right. You. Well, you know, let me thank you um, and uh, and your colleagues who aren't here on screen, but who helped to bring this together. Yes, sir. Give me the opportunity to speak to our community. Yes, sir. Um, you know, when you're president of a, of a college, you have lots of things to do and finding opportunities to really reach out and speak to your community uh, in ways other than ones that you thought up. Great thing about this moment is this was created by my students who then decided that I was relevant to the conversation they're trying to create at Morehouse College. So, you know, so it's one thing when I send out a pronouncement or stand up, you know, um, in uh, King Chapel because uh, everybody has to be there to listen to me, but it's another thing and it's very gratifying when I get the invitation from my students that says, you know, Dr. Thomas, we think you have something to offer to the conversation we're creating on this campus about Morehouse. So thank you.